From the Financial Times in New York, I'm Sujit Indap, and this is FT News. An exciting week uh, upcoming as Snap, the year's most anticipated IPO, starts as a roadshow uh, first in London and then moving on to the U.S. with an anticipated pricing of its IPO the following week. Joining me is Nicole Bullock, the U.S. equities correspondent, to discuss what investors are thinking about as uh, Snap comes to market. Hi, Nicole. Hi, Sujit. So last week was interesting because Snap uh, released an updated prospectus, uh, and everyone was focused on the valuation and how it was perhaps revised downwards. What were the reactions to the numbers uh, uh, coming down a little bit, it seems? So what happened was, ever since this news of this deal started leaking out late last year, the kind of unofficial valuation that people were talking about was 20 to $25 billion. So that's kind of stuck out there as the expectation. And when they updated the prospectus this week with the price range, which enables you to, to calculate the anticipated market cap, mm-hmm. the top end of that ended up being $18.5 billion. So that was a bit of a surprise because people had these figures in their minds. However, since they first filed their IPO paperwork publicly a week or so ago, mm-hmm. the reaction that we're hearing from investors has not been one of unbridled enthusiasm. It hasn't necessarily been negative, but investors are heading into these meetings with the company and their bankers with a lot of questions about Snap. Right. And so uh, the T word is Twitter. That's, I guess, what people are worried about. And so the numbers uh, that they've hit in terms of revenue are very small, right? There's a lot of growth here. And so what's the worry, I guess, uh, uh, that you're hearing in terms of the growth? Well, definitely the fact that concurrently Twitter has been having all of these problems. They've had a big drop in their share price. Mm-hmm. That certainly has, you know, cast a pall a bit over this. It's it's on the minds of the very same types of investors that will be looking at this Snap deal. So definitely Twitter didn't help. The other issue seems to be that the average mutual fund investor mm-hmm. is not really the average Snap user. So I think there's a bit of kind of confusion as to how this technology is going to go from, you know, something that these folks see their kids using to something that's a a lasting business. Yeah, the disconnect between being a social media company and one that's for kids, let's say, and like a real media company that's selling advertising where big brands are anchoring their their marketing budgets. Adding to that is that very prominently in their IPO paperwork, Snap has deliberately branded itself as a camera company. They're calling themselves a camera company. And I don't think that necessarily helped the general confusion. So we were definitely hearing from from investors that they want Snap in the roadshow to really explain to them, why do you feel like you need to be called a camera company when you're not predominantly focused on selling hardware? You're predominantly focused on being a, a different type of social media network that basically enables people to communicate through sharing photos. Right. So they'll they'll definitely have to do a good job explaining to investors why it's important that they be considered a camera company. And so when we're talking about explaining this, we're really talking about the founder and CEO, Evan Spiegel, who is 20-something, started right. this company in college, dropped out. This is an LA-based company, kind of Hollywood, right. Hollywood-esque, uh, at least for a tech company. And so there's some unusual provisions in this IPO uh, that uh, involve him. He's getting, what, 3% of the company's outstanding shares just for listing the company. He controls the vote. There's no votes for anyone, any ordinary shareholder. What's the buzz on him and the pressure coming? A couple of things. I mean, this is not the first time that investors have been faced with a very young tech 
founder. Yes. Uh, you know, obviously Facebook is the, the example that sticks out. You know, and, and there were lots of stories around the time of Facebook's roadshow that, you know, of, of him showing up in a hoodie and all of right. that. So, so they've already had some experience with someone, a uh, founder and, and head of a company who might have a slightly different style than what they're used to. So I think there's some expectation of that. But I do think there will be a lot of focus on how Evan presents himself and comes off in the roadshow, regardless of how he looks. You know, maybe he'll come Wall Street style, dressed in a suit yeah. and tie. Maybe he'll come, you know, in some other way. But at this point, the, the message and, and the ability that he has to really explain why this is going to stick around right. is important. Plus, we're hearing, you know, from our sources on the other end of it that he's going to be positioned as a tech visionary, that the bankers and, you know, that that's what they're going for. So that's <laughs> that's one issue is just sort of how the, the persona of, of Evan. Yeah. The other issue that you pointed out is that the shares that are being sold in the IPO have absolutely no voting rights. Now, to some degree, we've been moving in this direction. So right. over the years, I would say at least probably more than a decade, tech companies have been coming to market and issuing different share classes that enable the founders to retain more control over the company than the general shareholders. Nobody's ever really loved this in the investment community, but they tolerate it because it has enabled them to participate in, in the growth of companies like Google, right. et cetera. However, this is the first time that somebody has actually said no voting rights. So we will see if Snap is maybe pushing the envelope a little bit too far here. Yeah. And um, the investors that I spoke to said, you know, they're not outright. Say, I mean, some actually have said we will not participate because of this reason. Yeah. This is a, quote unquote, corporate governance nightmare. Others say, well, you know, I don't like it, but let me see what they have to say. And it, it could wind up being one of those things where if you have other issues with the company, if you are worried about growth, if you're worried about right. the whole mission, the, the business model, the fact that you have no voting rights might be the thing that pushes you over the edge to not investing in it. And so finally, what does SNAP mean for the rest of the IPO calendar? The IPOs were very slow last year. Uh, not a lot of tech companies uh, went to market. And so this is thought to be perhaps uh, the one that opens the, the floodgates for, for this year. What's the general kind of environment for, for 2017 and IPOs? SNAP is very widely anticipated as a barometer for investor appetite in tech deals, particularly the so-called unicorns. So these are tech companies that have been able to achieve valuations of a billion or more without tapping the public markets, which has been the trend over the last couple of years. There was tremendous demand for companies' private pre-IPO deals, and this enabled companies like Snap to raise tons of money, stay private longer, and, you know, amass these big valuations privately. And there's a bit of concern that this won't be matched once they come public. There's a lot of question about whether these companies that have been able to achieve these very high valuations privately, whether that will transfer into the public markets or if they'll have to accept lower valuations. So SNAP is is the first decacorn, as they're called. So these are like the mega. You know, there's tons of smaller ones. It used to be very rare, hence being called a unicorn, but that's not the case anymore now. There's herds of unicorns. Right out on the West Coast. So the others who would be kind of in the snap camp would be Airbnb, Uber. Not that these companies right, are work, about yeah. to come to market anytime soon, but everybody's really watching, you know, how, how is this snap 
IPO going to go? And what does that mean for unicorns? And what does that mean for tech in general? Because over the last couple of years, we really haven't had a lot of tech listings in the U.S. And those traditionally are kind of the bedrock right. of the U.S. listings market. Interesting. Well, it's going to be a fun two weeks. Look forward to us seeing what happens. Thank Me you, Nicole. Too. Thank you, Suji. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.